Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com, that's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE, get you 10% off. School is right around the corner. Or is it? We have a crime wave. What a shock. And finally, a legend. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right.
Quick note before we get going on our show tonight, we have to pay homage to those two cops down in McAllen, Texas, who were murdered. Absolutely horrible story. Answering a domestic violence calls, their names were Ishmael Chavez and Edomiro Garza. One of them left behind an 18-year-old daughter, lovely-looking girl, had this to say about her father, Officer, Officer Chavez. Her name was Savannah. She said, quote, Words cannot describe the pain I'm in, but I'm glad my dad is at peace. You were an amazing man, and anyone who ever came across you knew that. I'm going to miss you so much. You died doing what you loved most. You died a hero. I love you, Daddy. See you soon. Blue Lives Matter. Should be noted that that young lady has since had to delete that social media account because of people destroying her for that. We pay homage to the fallen on this show. We back the blue on this show. Make sure you bow your head, whether it be right now or later on tonight, and say a prayer for the people out there putting themselves in harm's way on your and my behalf. They leave behind families and adorable daughters who are going to miss their fathers. So rest in peace, warriors. Thank you very much for what you do. Keep on keeping on. Now, back to school. You know, they call me Jesse the Oracle Kelly for a reason. The main reason they call me that is I gave myself that nickname about two months ago, and I continue to use it. Hopefully it sticks, and then one day people will forget I actually came up with it originally. But nevertheless, they call me that, I call me that, because I'm always right. I mean, that's why we named the show I'm Right, and I'm about to tell you something else. I don't think your kid's going back to school this year. Mostly. Some states, maybe. Florida's governor looks like he's holding strong. I'm in the great state of Texas. I don't think my kids are going back to school this year. The truth is this. We have, oh, month and a half till school starts. And you know what we have in this nation? The same reason we had coronavirus lockdowns, the same reason we had so much of a popular push for reform the police, stop police brutality. You know what we really have in this country as a problem? We have a suburban soccer mom tyrant problem. I'm witnessing it right here in my own town where you'll have principals or the heads of schools saying, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to get the kids back to play. We're going to get back to recess. We have to get back to normal for people's physical and mental well-being. And then what happens? Ring, ring, ring. Every single, every person calls to school. I can't have little Aiden or Braden or Jaden or Brody. I can't have them go back to school. Oh my gosh, somebody got sick. Uh, what if everyone gets sick? And eventually they break down and nobody goes. And that's what we're witnessing politically. It's what we're witnessing here in the state of Texas, where our formerly great uh, governor, Governor Abbott, has apparently turned into a left-wing wingnut who listens to all the wrong people. We have... We have a disaster on our hands, and you know whose fault it is? It's your fault, and it's my fault. I don't know how we got to a place in this society where we have whatever, what's that word everybody loves to use? Empowered. We've empowered suburban soccer moms to the point we let their panicky, ridiculous, view-watching nature control this society, but it's enough to make me want to vomit. Here's Governor Abbott now just flat out issuing threats. We made this request 
uh, that people begin wearing face masks. The only way that we can keep our businesses open, the only way that we can have people continue to have a job they need to pay their bills is for everybody to adopt this practice of wearing a face mask. Doctors have proven that this is a, a safe way to engage in commerce while also slowing the spread of the coronavirus. Okay. He's out there saying things like, wear a mask or you can't get your business open. I'm sorry. Who are you? You're not the God King. You're a governor. This is America, and this is a pretty free state here last time I checked. Screw you. You don't get to tell who tell people what businesses they are and aren't allowed to open. And this is why we opened Pandora's box. This is why I was screaming about these idiotic lockdowns the second they started. I didn't wait till the first week was over or the second week was over. I didn't do any of this Johnny-come-lately crap. The second the lockdown started, I told you, don't do it. Even if the virus is as bad as they said it was going to be, which of course it wasn't, even if it was, the most dangerous thing we could have done in the United States of America has let all these little governors and, and, and mayors and presidents think they had the authority to issue orders to Americans and decide who's allowed to continue earning a living and who is not. And now that they have that authority, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. And now Trump's busy trying to put that toothpaste back in the tube. He can't. He's got Betsy Davos out there saying, oh, please let the kids go back to school. The CDC guidelines are just that, meant to be flexible and meant to be uh, applied as appropriate for the situation. There is no, nothing in the data that would suggest that kids being back in school is, uh, is dangerous to them. Kids need to be in school. They need to be learning. They need to be moving ahead. And we, can't, we cannot be paralyzed and, and, and not allow that or not be intent on that happening. Hmm. Here's the problem, though. And look, we're going to have to assign blame where it's due. I'm glad they're taking that now. But remember, it's all about the narrative. Everything is about the initial narrative, the initial thing you put in people's minds. Even when it comes to this mask. I don't know whether you should wear a mask or not. I wouldn't pretend to know. But let's not forget, especially in the beginning, there were medical experts all over the place saying, don't wear a mask. It does more harm than good. Even now, there are medical experts out there saying, why is everybody wearing a mask? That's stupid. You believe the experts you choose to believe. And at the very beginning, the narrative, the momentum, the Trump administration stood up there in the very beginning, and what did they say? Lockdown, go home hide in your house, and that's why I was so loud in the beginning, because the second you put us on that track, now that's what people think they have to do. Nancy Pelosi, of course, is going to make this about the children. The president and his administration are messing with the health of our children. It is, we all want our children to go back to school. Teachers do, parents do, and children do, but they must go back safely. And when we hear what the administration is saying, we know that they have no appreciation for the failure that has brought us to this point. Going back to school is, presents the biggest risk for the spread of the coronavirus. That yellow was just a little much for me. Ayanna Presley, this person is a sitting member of Congress, had this to say, Betsy Davos, you have no plan. 
Teachers, kids, and parents are fearing for their lives. Oh, gosh. You point to a private sector that has put profits over people and claimed the lives of thousands of essential workers. I wouldn't trust you to care for a houseplant, let alone my child. And it should be noted, I don't want to get off on too much of a sidetrack here. Profits are how everything goes. I mean, idiots like Ayanna Presley do realize that, right? What do you think pays for those big, pretty hospitals, for all those fancy doctors, for those medicines, for the healthy food, for the paved roads, for your nice, comfy bed, for your home, for your car? Profits paid for all of that. Profits gave us a healthcare system in this country. People from all over the world take trips to come to to get their major surgeries done. But hey, what are you going to do? AFT union president had this to say, quote, there's no way you're going to have full-time schools for all the kids and all the teachers the way we used to have it. Once we have a vaccine, I hope we can get back to that. And you all know what is coming, don't you? We are not going to have normal schools. We're not going to have normal lives. We're going to carpet bomb this economy until it's absolutely rubble. And then they're going to force you and I to take a vaccine. And when I say force, it's going to be one of those things of, oh, oh, you would like to come in here? Please show me your vaccine. I, uh, do you have your vaccine certification? Oh, your child would like to attend this camp. Where's your vaccine certification? Oh, you can't come in this school without vaccine certification. This football game? Show us your vaccine certification. You know what? Let's just put a chip in your arm. Now I'm going full tinfoil tin foil hat tonight. I like it. But you know I'm right. You know I'm right. They're going to constantly keep kicking the can down the road and moving those goalposts until they get everything they want. And everything they want is not human lives. These are people who abort babies by the millions. They don't care about human lives. This is now and has always been about control. Control over you, control over me. Wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. But I will tell you this, as a society, not just economically, mental health-wise, this society had better get back to normal and quickly. Why do you think so many people are angry and depressed and violent right now? And these kids? I have two kids, and believe it or not, they're relatively well-adjusted kids. I know, because they're mine, you wouldn't think that, but they are. They're even, I can see it in them. Man, they need other kids, activities. That's what kids need. We're wrecking this country for a virus with a 99.98% survivability rate. At no other point in time in the history of the world would any country even consider doing what we've done here for a virus with a 99.98% survivability rate. Nobody would even consider it. You'd be laughed out of the room. Not here. All of that may have made you uncomfortable but I am right. You know what else should make you uncomfortable? How about losing your home through no fault of your own? You know that's happening to people out there, right? That's not something I'm making up for TV. That is happening in the United States of America. People are finding out, I just, I just lost my home? That's because of home title theft. It is the new cyber crime out there. Your home title is not a physical piece of paper anymore. It exists online. These cyber criminals get it, get your signature on it, take a loan out against it, 
and the first time you hear about it, you start getting late notices in the mail. You disregard these late notices as junk mail, toss them in the trash, and soon you and your family are out on the street. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now, register your address, and see if you're already a victim. While you're there, use the promo code JESSE. Get yourself 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. I opened up the show tonight talking about those two cops, God rest their souls, and McAllen. And when you take a step back and you survey the absolute carnage, it is hard to really wrap your mind around how we got here. Aren't you going through that? I know I am. I talk about this every day to you. For an hour on TV every night, three hours on the radio every day, I sit here and we talk about the news of the day and what's happening and why it's happening. And even me, I I think about how did we get here? How did we get here so fast? It feels like we just all of a sudden came apart. Three, four months, we just came apart at the seams. How did that happen so fast? Well, I'm going to tell you one of the big problems, and this is a very, very big problem. If I had a child, let's say I had a child sitting in front of me, not in a Michael Jackson way, you know, the child's just sitting there, and I had a lighter, and the child asked if it could see the lighter. The child told me it just wanted to light the flame and see what it looked like, and I said, okay. And I hand the child the lighter, and the child proceeded to run around the house, lighting the entire house on fire. And then the child got the lighter back to me. The next time the child asks for the lighter, and I hand it to him, and the child does it again, whose fault is that the second time? This is the problem we have in this country. It was the anti-cop momentum right off the bat that George Floyd dies in Minneapolis. All of a sudden, the entire media, Black Lives Matter, everybody taking to the streets to oppose police brutality. When there wasn't, there wasn't any evidence at all it was race-based, like at all. In fact, as soon as it came out, we started looking into the statistics. We told you this before. Nine unarmed black men in all of 2019 were killed by cops. Nine in total, the whole year, in the whole country. 16 white people. So we knew right off the bat, we didn't have some really terrible problem of police out there hunting down black people. But what happened? What happened from the only people you can ever rely on, even though you can't rely on them, to maybe stand up and fight for the things you believe in every once in a while? I'm talking about Republicans from the top down. What happened? Oh, oh, I, it, I guess it is kind of the cops. Sure, sure. Could we get Van Jones here in the White House? We need Van Jones in here. He's going to help us craft some police reform. Where's Tim Scott? He's been wanting to reform police from the U.S. Senate, like that's legal, for a long time. Can we get Tim Scott out here? I mean, yeah, cops suck. I mean, we don't think they suck as bad as the Democrats think they suck, but they suck a little. They only suck a little, though, right? Because we're either too cowardly or too stupid to understand the child just wants to burn the house down. Oh, I I mean, I guess I'm okay with changing the name of some military bases. He was a Confederate general. I didn't like the Confederates. Are you saying you like the Confederates? 
You know how you deal with these people? You deal with these people as if they are people who want to destroy you in everything you care about because that's what they are. Yet somehow we always conduct ourselves as if, well, it's just an opposing political party. I'm sure they don't want to destroy us. Quit being so crit. Whoa! What do you mean? What do you mean they, they took the Confederate monument thing and now they're ripping down statues of George Washington? I gotta say, I had no idea they'd do that. If I'd known they were gonna take it that far, they take it that far every time. Every time. That's what they do. These people are scumbags. They want to wreck you, so stop giving the child the lighter. We're not having an adult, an adult negotiation here where we sit down, we disagree on some things, we come to terms. Do you know when you can have a negotiation with somebody? When they have the same rough ending goal in mind. They're going to give a little, you're going to give a little, but in the end, we have the same goal in mind. When their goal is to destroy me and everything I care about, that's not a negotiation. That's combat. Start treating it as such politically. The next time some idiot steps up and says, I demand you change the name of Fort Hood. There should never be a Fort Hood. Your response is, well, I mean, maybe we can talk about it. We can phase in a new name. Your response should be, no, in fact, we're going to keep Fort Hood and we're going to now rename three more bases for Confederate generals just because you tried to remove this one. Now, you may not want more bases named after Confederate generals. It's not about that. It's about stopping giving these people anything, ever. We are the fuel that guides these SJW leftists because we give in all the time. They exist solely on our weakness. Without our weakness, they're gone, like that. They don't exist without it. If you don't give the child the lighter, nothing gets burnt down. Here's what I want. I don't give a crap what you want. You can have nothing, ever. And you'll be lucky if I let you keep the things you do have. That's how you respond to these people. Why am I the one that has to say that? Where is our leadership in this country? I am so sick of this crap, and I'm sick of being one of the only ones out there saying it. Where is our leadership? Where is our strong leadership? Meeting with Van Jones? AOC, she, she's figured out why there's all of a sudden, miraculously, there's a crime spree in New York. Who'd have guessed? So why is this uptick in crime happening? Well, let's think about it. Do we think this has to do with the fact that there's record unemployment in the United States right now? The fact that people are at a level of economic desperation that we have not seen since the Great Recession? Maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and are scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. They're not shoplifting bread, you utter moron. They're shooting people. There were just 96 people shot in New York City alone just over the past few days. They're not shoplifting bread. They're tearing the cities apart. Cities, plural, not just New York City. Larry Hogan has a plan. I don't know what the future holds in November, but I know that the Republican Party 
is going to be looking at what what happens after President Trump, and whether that's in four months or in four years. And uh, I think they're going to be looking to how do we go about becoming a bigger tent party? Uh, how do we, uh, you know, in Maryland, I'm in the bluest state in America. I just was reelected overwhelmingly in, in uh, 2018 by reaching out, uh, by, by trying to uh, find that middle ground where people can stand together and by avoiding divisive rhetoric and winning suburban win women, winning over Democrats and independents and winning uh, with minority votes. And I think that's something the Republican Party is going to have to look to. Uh, we're going to have to find a way to appeal to more people and, and uh, have a bigger tent. Suburban women. There they are again. Every party after the suburban women. And you know one thing the suburban women aren't rallying to get? Less government. It's all about protecting young Bryce. God, jeez. Do I seem fired up tonight? I am fired up tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cool off. We got some good guests coming for you. We have an absolute legend at the end of the show. And you know what I need tonight? I need a good night's sleep after the show. Guess what? Doesn't matter how fired up I am right now. My blood pressure is like 200 over 150. I know I'm still going to sleep after the show because I have an ebb sleep. I don't have to take sleeping pills or put in some stupid little mouthpiece. I put on an ebb sleep. It knocks me out, and I stay out. I slept 11 hours this weekend. 11 hours in one night. That is the kind of sleep you get, all natural sleep. And then eventually, the problem with it is you show up so rested and fired up to work, sometimes you get upset on TV. It happens. Go get yourself an Ebb Sleep. You can try it risk-free for 60 days. Go to tryebb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse. Get 25 bucks off. We'll be back. Joining me now, one of my favorite guests, because he always is a wealth of knowledge, Mr. Ken LaCourt with LaCourt News. Ken, first of all, lay out for me in your mind how we got to a place where masks became really, really controversial. And by the way, I'm not super militantly pro-mask or anti-mask. I hate them. I find them to be ridiculous. You can find a doctor to say anything you want to say. How did we get to a spot where they got so heated, though? Because President Trump didn't wear them. It was very simple. If he had a mask, liberals in the mainstream media would be saying, well, and, and he's trying to solve and, 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 and solve this problem by masks. Masks barely account for anything. I mean, have you ever seen, when, 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 when the press was rooting for a drug to fail because the president liked it, you know, you saw that they jumped the whole boat. I had never seen every little, oh, an eight person study in Malaysia showed this drug didn't work and Trump liked this drug, isn't he an idiot? So no, I'm convinced had he gone out and worn a mask all the time, um, everybody would have been laughing at the other end. How do we get, how does the normal Joe, not somebody who watches my show every night, not, about, not somebody who goes to the court news, the average dude, how does he get accurate information anymore, Ken? Is it even possible? There's so much misinformation out there. There's so much crap. It's overwhelming. It's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Yeah, no, it, look, it is difficult. It, it is difficult for for me to get it. I mean, I go to conservative sites and then I go to to what used to be called mainstream but liberal sites and, and to try to get a balance in between the two. Um, I can say that, you know, there are a few news organizations that I trust above others. And then I find individual people, whether they're on Twitter or or individual columnists who I say, okay, 
I now value this person's opinion, so I'm going to follow him or her out, out in the world. But it is, uh, it, is, it is a tricky thing to get good and fair information these days. And, and the best advice is use a shotgun approach and get it from as, as many and, and then figure it out yourself. Wasn't like it used to be. You know, you used to be able to open up the LA Times and say, yeah, I know they're all kind of liberal, but I can at least believe that they're trying to give me a fair presentation of the world. That's not, that's not that way anymore. Ken, does all this coronavirus insanity, hysteria, whatever way you want to put it, does it really end, as many conservatives have joked, the day after the election if Trump loses? Do you really think, is it that insidious? Yes, I think it's 100% that insidious. I mean, look, didn't you see it end on, on the day after, uh, after a black guy got strangled by a cop? I mean, I mean, you know, you saw that there was there was two weeks in America where they were like, what, what, what virus? Oh, oh, look at all these thousands of young people protesting for democracy and anti-racism or whatever their, their thing was. We literally saw it disappear. And then, oh, what brought it back? Some president held a rally somewhere indoors and people didn't wear masks. And then virus was was completely back back in line. So, yeah, no, November 5th, it'll be over if uh, if, if if Joe Biden wins. Ken, I have long said and I maintain that suburban soccer mom tyrants are the absolute enemy of liberty. They are what is destroying this country. Both parties go after them for a reason. They only ever want more government because it'll keep young Aiden, Jaden, and Braden safe. Am I wrong? Look, I think that by and large, women like safety concepts that they they are are more conservative with a small C about things like safety and 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 whatnot, and so that they are a little and and you can actually look historically, and see the growth of government kind of get bigger as the right for women to vote came in. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, I'm generally a small government guy, but I like having fire codes and the fact that that uh, you know you can't go hire a 12 year old and put her on the uh, put her on the, the 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 line to make to make cars and whatnots but no there there's definitely a, a tie-in between kind of females and their more nurturing and protective status and and those aspects of government I think 100 percent say something this I don't agree wave. with you. we're agreeing too much no, no, that's fine. Look, I actually disagree with you on that. I think we should repeal the 19th Amendment, but that's another matter entirely. <laughs> Ken, we have obviously a crime wave. There's, there's no denying it. Even the media can't deny it. We have a tr crime wave coming. Is it the inevitable next step that the crime wave that comes with cops either quitting, retiring, or flat out sitting back and letting things happen in their city, the media is going to blame this all, all this on guns, aren't they? They're gonna try. I mean, I mean, look. The nice thing about about so much of reality is 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 it slaps you in the face sometimes. I mean, you know, even the average American who might say, "Wow, maybe all those cops really are racist, and maybe that is the biggest problem or one of the top five problems facing the black community in America." And but they're all seeing all this nuttiness out there. And, you know, you can be the most lefty person and say, "Hey, gee, would you like to be a cop?" You know, no, thank you. You'd have to pay me. You'd have to pay me mid six figures to be a cop and be screamed at every time I'm 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 arresting somebody that the crowd doesn't like, as they're calling me names, as they're in, uh, jumping on my back and filming it at the same time and then posting it after they after they edited it up nicely on 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 YouTube. Um, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is a is a backlash. But you know the gun control thing, you know. I think if anything, all of this helped the the pro-gun arguments a lot more. I mean, the dude in the pink shirt 
uh, down in St. Louis. I mean, there was the best argument for why does any human being need a 30 round magazine? Well, there's reason number one. <laughs> I mean, how would you have liked oh. to have been him with seven bullets? And like, like, like we have to be, you know, down in California and his wife with that little teeny gun, he would, you know, that would have gotten ugly quickly. Ken, where does the Republican Party go? Now, this I'm not assuming, I'm not making a prediction yet for November. Donald Trump loses in November, if that happens. Or, shoot, even if he wins. What is the party like after it? And the reason I ask this question is this. I think the party is going to go more hardcore, nationalist, alt-right, whatever way you want to describe it. I think the radicalization of the left and the weakness of the GOP we've seen now means the next guy is twice as rough as Donald Trump. Yeah, I think it. Um, um, I, I think it does vary dramatically depending on whether whether Trump wins or loses. In other words, if 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 that kind of radical uh, radical left, which is look, there is no there is no kind of uh, Joe Biden campaign. It's 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 a man who's who's surrounded by a lot of special interest groups and 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 further to the left special interest groups and the national media. Um, um, I think that that the Republicans will have will really have to rip hard against that. And then we'll see if 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 Democrats lose this time, which which lesson do they take? Do they take the we've finally gotten a little too crazy for America, even with the entire press corps, you know, being being basically our 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 subservience in this in this campaign? Or and so does that bring back a moderate voice? Or do they just step on the gas pedal as we've as we've seen they did after after the first after the first, you know, three years ago? Ken LaCourt, LaCourt News, thank you so much, my friend. Good being here. Thanks, Jesse. Well, I have an issue. An issue is this. My wife, who doesn't even use earbuds, I let her try my Raycon earbuds this weekend. And now my issue is I no longer have my Raycon earbuds. I went looking for them today so I could pop them in and listen to something on the way to work. They sound so good I don't listen to my truck's Bluetooth anymore. The wife stole them blatantly stolen from me. So now I personally have to go to buyraycon.com slash jesse, which gets me 15% off, and go buy another pair of Raycon earbuds. But I'm going to do it because they've spoiled me rotten. They're comfortable in my ears. They sound incredible. And they're like half the cost of the other really expensive ones. Buyraycon.com slash jesse gets you 15% off. I'll see you there. We'll be back. Goya Foods. Now, I don't like beans, so I don't eat Goya Foods. Do they sell stuff other than beans, Mitchell? This, I don't know. I know they sell the Goya beans, and people swear they're the best beans in the world. So it's not like I buy a lot of Goya Foods because beans are disgusting like all the other vegetables, but that's another story entirely. The CEO of Goya Foods comes out, makes a big-time pro-Trump statement. And everybody, as you can imagine, mobbed this guy. We have congressmen mobbing him. We got the media mobbing him. Everybody's screaming, ripping the guy to shreds. And I have to be honest, as soon as I saw the backlash, which always comes as soon as you voice any kind of right-wing opinion, as soon as I saw the backlash, I thought, well, the countdown's now. Here we go. Get ready for him to cave and apologize. But he didn't. But we were part uh, of a commission... It's called the White House Hispanic Prosperity Initiative. And they called on us to be there to see how we could help uh, opportunities within the economic and educational uh, realm 
for prosperity among Hispanics and among the nation. You know, the United States, after Mexico, is the largest Hispanic country in the, in the world, in the world. And so Hispanic prosperity means U.S. prosperity. I'm not apologizing for uh, saying, and especially if you're called by the President of the United States, you're going to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm busy, no thank you. I didn't say that to the Obamas, and I didn't say that to President Trump. Thank you, Lord. Let this be a lesson to all of you. Tell the leftists to go screw themselves. Give them nothing. Don't say sorry. Don't backtrack. Don't do any of it. All we need is a few guys like this to stand up and do the right thing, and it'll inspire others to do the same. We don't need another Drew Brees who apologized for putting out a video about his grandfather's service in World War II. We need guys like this so it'll give other people courage to stand up. And by the way, this company, Goya Gibbs, two million pounds of food is what they've given to food banks across the nation to those who are desperate need of food for families impacted by COVID-19. And when I say the world came down on this guy, I mean even people in Congress, AOC went out there, oh look, it's the sound of me Googling how to make your own adobo. I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what that is. I'll ask my buddy. But the right has responded to a boycott from them. They've raised $78,000 so far to feed the hungry. You see, let this be a lesson to every CEO in the United States of America. If you stand tall instead of constantly bowing, stand tall, tell them to go screw themselves, the public will stand behind you. Your bottom line will improve and you get to keep everything. And guess what? You know they're not gonna come for him again, right? That's how that works. What he did, speaking of vaccine, he just vaccinated himself from the SJW leftists. Once you show them you will not bow, they move on. Go and do likewise. We'll be back. Joining me now is a guest that I absolutely love having on because she is awesome and her state may even be better than her. I love the state of Tennessee, <laughs> Senator Marsha Blackburn. I, I am serious. I had a buddy of mine tell me once that he would only marry a girl from Tennessee one day because no other state combines politeness with beauty. Do you agree with that? I tell you what, you've got a smart buddy. <laughs> you know, uh, Tennessee women are smart and beautiful and powerful. You have to remember, it was the suffragist in 1920, a lot of smart, dedicated Tennessee women who pushed the 19th Amendment across the finish line and gave women the right to vote. And we're coming up on that centennial. I actually didn't know we were coming up. Shoot, man, I guess we are. Golly. Speaking of which, be before we get to your immigration thing, I wanted to ask you about this children's book and Instagram because I'm, I'm just, I'm really upset with the level of tech censorship we've seen right now in this country. I'm thrilled the GOP seems to be really coming around on how important this is. What happened with this children's book? Well, this is a book my daughter and I had written, and it is talking about, it's a historical fiction for children. 
and it is about women's suffrage and the battle that happened in Tennessee. And it's all told through the eyes of a little girl as she makes a trip to the museum and sees firsthand the exhibits and it all comes to life. So my daughter, who is a blogger and has an Instagram following, was going to promote the post that this book was trending number one children's book in its category on Amazon. So she put it up on her Instagram page about midnight, uh, night before last. And when she got up the next morning, it had been blocked. And this was the second time they had blocked that book. And it's because I have co-authored this book with her. And so they blocked the post. And I just, the censorship is amazing. And the thing they send back to her, political content, it may influence the outcome of an election. Jesse, I've got to tell you, if a children's book about very brave women that pushed forward the right to vote for all women, if that is something that is nefarious or is going to determine the outcome of election, uh, it is beyond me. But that is their policy. But see, here's the thing. If it were my daughter by herself, nothing would be blocked. But saying Senator Marsha Blackburn, they blocked it. And they've done it twice. Senator, and it's a, how did we... Look, Camilla can vote. It's, you know, it's about women's suffrage. How did we get to a place in society where just normal historical things, even though it's historical fiction, saying things, saying something like all lives matter, which is the most benign statement in the history of mankind, everybody I would hope would agree with something like that, has somehow become political. Talking about the national anthem is political. That never used to be political. Or am I just being an idiot and naive and it always was political? Well, the thing is, it is not political. It is our nation's history and our traditions. And we focus on the Constitution and the rights that are given to us. And we realize that the rule of law is to keep the government from taking away our unalienable rights. And now, all of a sudden, they're trying to turn everything upside down. They want a revolution. They want to uh, transform the country. They want to make it something that it has never been and something to suit them in the moment rather than something that has survived and has given us a, a workable framework for 244 years. We are the envy of the world. We have millions of people every year that want to come to the United States to live out their version of the American dream. And we want to keep it, that we are the gold standard for freedom. What is their overall goal? Is it just destruction or do they actually have some kind of end goal in mind? Or is this just mindless, wreck everything beautiful? I, in my opinion, when you listen to them, what you hear is disdain for our economic system, for the security that is so important to moms and to families and the health security and the job security and keeping our communities safe. 
they have disdain for religious freedom and religious liberty. So they want to wipe it away and start start over. When you hear people talk about literally shredding the Constitution and taking away our rights, whether it's the First Amendment or the Second Amendment, you hear in their voices just the disdain for the system that is in place. But here's the thing. The system that is in place, it is one that is built on faith and family and freedom and hope and opportunity. And you look at organizations like BLM, and they say they want to destroy the nuclear family. They talk about being trained Marxist. That is not the American way. Senator, I am thrilled that somebody in the United States Senate on our side appears to be taking illegal immigration seriously. You are, by the grace of God, one of them. Tell us what you're doing. I have a bill, the Ban Birthright Tourism Bill. And what we have seen happen, is, especially since 2008, is that individuals primarily in Russia and China will spend a lot of money with a birth tourism operator who, after the woman is pregnant, they bring them to the United States. They have their baby on U.S. soil so that that baby can be deemed a U.S. citizen. They remain in the country until they get all the paperwork. Then they exit the country, but guess what? That child is then entitled to all the benefits of a U.S. citizen. They can come here, they can go to our universities, they can live here, they can come back and forth. That parent can come and go with them. It opens the door for chain migration for them. And so we have this legislation that would be a follow-on to President Trump's executive order in January, which banned uh, the issuing of visas for these individuals coming in with these birthright tourism companies. And basically they set up shop and actually last year, late in the year, DOJ um, banned 19 of these companies. They brought charges against 19 of these companies. But here is the thing. Our citizenship is not for sale. My dad fought in World War II. I have relatives that have fought in many of our battles and our wars. And these are people that give their lives they sacrifice and our military men and women every single day sacrifice i do my part every day to make certain we keep our laws uh solid and strong and that we fight against really push back and fight against the weakening of our freedoms and ronald reagan reminded us that we do not pass freedom along in the bloodstream. Every single generation has to fight for it, has to keep it strong, and has to pass it on. So this, we, we have to be attentive to it and fight through the political process, the governmental process, and through our military to protect our freedoms. It is not for sale. Amen. Senator Marsha Blackburn, thank you so much, ma'am, for giving us some time tonight. Good to be with you. Thank you.
You ever see somebody really, really cool as a kid and you say to yourself, that kid's going to be a boss one day? This kid right here is going to be a boss one day. You can just tell it's written all over them. <laughs> you know what makes it? It's not the how he threw it in the trash can. It's the walk-off. That's a kid who understands pizzazz. He understands presentation. He was probably walking to school to go pick up his senior cheerleader girlfriend. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.